Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life podcast. This week, we are joined by Claire. Um, She's going to tell you a bit more about herself, but I met Claire a while back on a course that we also were joined by Wendy Mann on, who was on another podcast of ours. Um, So Claire, lovely to have you. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Um, Do you want to tell us a bit about who you are, where you live, all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Joy and Hannah. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed listening to your recent podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, they've been really fun to listen to. So um, yeah, just a little bit about myself. I'm based in Bedford, uh, where I've lived for nine years uh, since moving from Brighton. Um, I'm married to Tony. We've got three children and I'm very blessed to be a granny to nine grandchildren. Um, wow. Yeah. Nine. I know. Wow. I know. Four, four that have moved to Bedford and five are in Vancouver. So don't get to oh. see them as often. But they're actually coming for a visit this summer, which I'm really excited about. Um, oh. Yeah. So I'm, I guess I'm in the retired season of life, but I really don't believe there is retirement in the kingdom. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been following Jesus since I was 17 which is uh, a lot of years now. Um, <laughs> nine child, nine grandchildren yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of God adventures along the way, um, but I guess um, I've only really started to experience um, the subject that really we're going to be looking at tonight, living a naturally supernatural life, probably in the last 12 years. Um, and that was when I uh, attended um, a a training course, a ministry training course here in Bedford called Training in Supernatural Ministry, which is really where I started, um, yeah, just to be more active in the things um, that are naturally supernatural um, and where I just saw saw it uh, lived out. Um, And so, yeah, for me, I just want to keep learning um, to follow Jesus and to do what he shows me. As simple mm, as that, yeah. really. Amen. It's amazing. So why did you do the course in the first place, Claire? What made you want to do it? Well, I was working for a church in Brighton. I've been working for a church for about eight years. And um, I was in my mid-50s. And I think probably both my husband and I would have would have seen ourselves as, um, you know, we were sort of slowing down perhaps um, and young leaders were coming through and that perhaps our place was just to sort of be faithful and to serve and um, you know all of that and in the midst of that um, God began to speak prophetically Um, I received about four very sort of uh, significant prophetic words about the next season um, which which blew me away at the time um, because I, I just hadn't been thinking that way at all. So they were words about um, how God hadn't called me to administration, which is kind of what I was doing in the church at the time. 
Uh, but yeah. God had called me as an evangelist to see signs and wonders and miracles and oh. and a harvest and just many other words. Nice. Yeah, many other exciting words. And if I'm honest, at the time, I remember thinking, um, "Well, that's amazing," but I can't. I can't imagine that happening. Which mm. I've since I've since needed to repent of, <laughs> because I think <laughs> I think at the yeah. time I believed I believed that you know, nothing was impossible with God. And I believe God did amazing things. I think what I didn't believe was that he wanted to do them through me. And, mm. um, and, but I've just been on an amazing journey, really. Uh, so what happened then was it took about four years before I finally kind of held up my hands to God and said, okay, I think, I think you're really speaking about this. <laughs> I, was a, I, was a bit slow, I was a bit slow in it. And um, I cut down my hours at work and, and basically just felt God was saying um, to come off staff. Um, but I didn't know what was next. It was a real step of faith. And, um, and then I saw, an, I saw a, somebody advertised this course and when I actually read about it I thought oh, that would be so equipping for everything that God is saying over my life and so that's yeah. what led me to do the training school so I traveled up from Brighton every week um, to do the to the nine-month course and then my husband did it a couple of years later and um, oh. yeah so that, <laughs> that sounds amazing even if you don't say anything else Claire I already love that I already love that start of a story of just not wanting to plateau spiritually and not yeah. kind of just thinking oh it's for someone else but trying to lay hold of it for yourself you've won me over in your introduction <laughs> <laughs> can i ask um so what would you say comes under that idea of like naturally supernatural sort of i guess when we hear about the word supernatural like lots of different things come to mind but what would you say is covered by that love what sort of things are on the course well i would say it's about uh doing the things that jesus has called us to do um so really for me it's been a head to heart journey um because i think i knew i knew from scripture that about the great commission that jesus had yeah. you know said go out into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations um i knew I knew um, that there were gifts of the spirit available to us, but I don't think um, I don't think I was really activating them. And I think on the course, um, well, first of all, I think I went on a journey of understanding more about my identity in Christ, which yeah. which at first I was a bit proud about because I thought I know I know about that, you know, because <laughs> I knew it up here. Yeah. I knew the the theology of it. Um, but God began to deal with some things in my heart, uh, began to heal some things. I think there was quite a lot of performance and seeking God's approval and working hard for God and all of those things. And yeah. um, God just began to strip some of that away and show me that I was first of all a daughter um, and that before I did anything for him, I was loved and approved yeah. by him. Yeah. And I think I just had a, um, yeah, more of a revelation of him as father, um, of the kingdom of God. And in my early Christian life, um, I, I've been very kind of, um, I would tell people about Jesus, like, you know, it was an overflow of, of just having encountered him. Um, I think it was as I 
went on in my Christian life and got very mm-hmm. busy in the church um, that I think some of the simplicity of just sharing the gospel and sharing the love yeah. of Jesus with people seemed to get more complicated. So um, yeah. I'm so grateful the way God's just almost restored that. And I feel like he's awakened my heart for the loss. So I don't know whether that really answers the question, but I know that on the school, um, because we we had lots of opportunity for activating the things we were learning about. So every Thursday we'd go into our town and we'd talk to people and we'd love people and we'd share Jesus with people. Um, that was, you know, it was scary. <laughs> I was, I found it really, really scary at first, but, mm. um, but it, beca- but I just began to see, uh, see, uh, God on display, um, see people healed, see people, open their hearts to Jesus. And um, yeah, it just, it just awakened a real hunger in me um, to see that actually in my own town where I lived. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a bit off on a tangent and I, I've got so many questions continuing with your story, Claire, but you've, you've just triggered a thought there for me of just, because um, I, I can relate to that in terms of telling people about Jesus when you first come alive to him that's quite that's what you want to do isn't it and I don't know if you would say this but I even think for me trying to embrace you know a lot was said about contextualizing the gospel and kind of trying to make sure that how you're sharing it is where your listeners are and kind of putting it into language that they will understand and I don't I don't disagree with that but I think in some I'm just thinking of my own journey I think like that at times stopped or halted just that simple desire and practice of sharing it and I think like you've expressed that coming out of a place of love for people when it is coming out of a place for love for people you do learn to contextualize don't you but I think sometimes I don't would would you say this was true of where you were coming out of overcomplicating it in your head in terms of thinking about I've got to share this well and then almost that stopping you sharing would is that absolutely I would say um that I'd slipped into that but also yeah. I find more and more uh, wherever I travel, wherever I do any teaching or just talk to people about sharing Jesus, it comes up all the time. And I think it's it's yeah. almost a kind of guilt, oh, a guilt driven evangelism, you know, where I'm not witnessing yeah. enough as a Christian. I ought to be doing this or that. And and people uh, are anxious about or well, what if I don't share the gospel properly or um, you know, or how to go from just talking to someone and loving them and then leading into, you know, and it just all becomes very awkward. And, yeah. um, and it is primarily about loving people. What does love look yeah. like for the person yeah. in front of you? But obviously yeah. it's the love of God that we're sharing. And yeah. um, it's not just about being a nice person. You know, it's not just yeah. about yeah. Um, going, <laughs> going around and doing good deeds. Although, you know, like it says, Jesus anointed with the spirit went about doing yeah. good, but he healed yeah. all those who were oppressed. And, and I think it's knowing that, you know, we carry the presence of God wherever we go, which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's just mind yeah. blowing. Um, yeah. And because we do, when we 
when we step out to love someone, then, you know, um, we, we have everything of Christ um, at our disposal, really. But, it, yeah. but that's where the whole thing of being led by the Spirit in the moment yeah. comes in. Yeah. And I think we're so um, afraid of making what we perceive as mistakes, but I don't know if we're even a very good judge of what's a mistake or not, are we? <laughs> no. No, I mean, I can think a story comes to mind. I was in the early days, I remember being on the streets and um, and talking to a girl um, about Jesus and she had some learning difficulties. And mm. um, as I just uh, went on this little journey with her, um, she was just saying yes to everything. And, <laughs> um, and, and she said yes to receiving Jesus. And yeah. I remember coming away and just feeling this, this heaviness in my heart that had I, you know, had I taken advantage, even though that wasn't yeah. my heart, but had I, would she have just said yes because she didn't understand? And it was a beautiful moment because I actually felt, it, not a, a tangible, but it, you know that sense that we have sometimes. Yeah. I just had this strong sense of the father putting his hand yeah. on my shoulder and he said, Go again, I'm training you. Go again, Claire. Oh, and it was just this real so affirmation. Good. Yeah. That um and uh, there've been other times I think where I've I've stepped out and then I've kind of had, you know, doubts or self doubts afterwards. But I think I think we're all learning to follow him and I yeah. think that's what the disciples were doing as well, you know. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and it yeah, you know, making yeah, mistakes is part of the journey. Yeah. yeah. So I mean I guess we're talking about sort of sharing um, Jesus with words but I guess part of also what we're talking about is a bit of what you mentioned when you said that you'd had prophetic words about bringing in signs and wonders so I guess under that we're putting things that maybe not necessarily in words but like Jesus came and he healed the sick um, he saw people who were oppressed go free and all those sort of things so I guess I'm thinking under that as well of the sort of prophetic words of so speaking in words of God to people in that moment, which sure is the gospel, but also sometimes can just be something about their situation or things like that or, or healing and that sort of thing. Have you had experience of being able to pray for healing for people or being able to speak sort of a word in a moment that you feel is from God for that person as part of loving them? Yes, Um so um, a couple of years before lockdown, um, I was leading um, a small team in Costa in our town. Um, God just opened a, an amazing door for us. The manager was just, um, was just we just had favor, favor with the manager to come in every Friday afternoon for a couple of hours and just offer to pray with people or chat to people. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> and we had a banner up, you know, offering prayer and um, just over those two years, we just saw God do such beautiful and amazing things. And um, but I think you know, in terms of um, so say like words of knowledge, which obviously is is one of the gifts of the Spirit. We yeah. we were practicing, you know, receiving those from God and asking for those. And I remember one afternoon, um, a couple of people on my team just had the word poet. Uh, that was all they had and they looked across at this couple sitting at a table and um they went across and oh oh and, and the girl um had something there's a phrase called tall poppy syndrome uh which i didn't know what it meant but apparently it's where 
you kind of put your head above the parapet in some way, you know, maybe um, just stepping out and, and then you just feel a bit knocked back. Um, that's my rough <laughs> right okay. understanding of it, particularly <laughs> perhaps as an artist or a, something like that. Anyway, um, and um, the couple that my, my team went over to this couple and literally uh, our team, the guy on our team just said, hey, are you a poet to the girl? And she and she goes, whoa, how do you know that about me? <laughs> and um, and and then uh, and then it came out that uh, she not only wrote poetry, but she was writing. Um, she just written um, a piece uh, and she tried to uh, have a play accepted at a local theatre in Bedford um, and that she was actually sitting there feeling pretty like vulnerable about it which is where oh. the whole poppy poppy syndrome thing came in. And yeah. um, anyway, they got to talk to her um, just about how God speaks and how, you know, he, he, he'd shown, shown them her. And then uh, they turned to the boyfriend and uh, found out that he, he'd always wanted to be a musician, um, uh, but he suffered with tinnitus and he'd had it for eight years. And Whoa. so he he was really disappointed. And um, I'm cutting a long story short, but basically they got to pray for him. It turns out his mum was a Christian, um, <laughs> but he was nice. quite sceptical. And he was even sceptical initially about them praying. But he, mm-hmm. he said, OK. And um, he told them that the tinnitus was so bad that at night he had to play ocean music to just block out the sound. And as they started praying, um, they could see by the look on his face, something was happening. Mm -hmm. And he said, the ringing has stopped. The ringing has stopped. And and he had this sensation in his ear and the the ringing stopped. And he was just blown away. And they then went on to talk to him about Jesus and share the gospel. And he wasn't, he didn't feel ready there and then to open his heart, but he certainly encountered God. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, a word. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's really, a, it's like Jesus said to, to proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom. And so yeah. it's, mm. it's not just words, it's words and his power because people, people in our world need an encounter with God. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. I love that about, um, the prophetic, how it just, opens they were not just the prophetic it's all spiritual gifts isn't it potentially just to open up a different conversation and go straight to the heart of things rather than skirting around things um but you talked quite you talked about practicing there and I guess you gave an example of how you practiced in a way in that people were sort of trying to listen and see if they got anything and then have a go at sharing it what sort of other experiences or what does practicing it look like what have you done to kind of grow in it develop it what could other people listening how could they practice what would be your top tips for growing yeah um (laughs) well certainly in that setting because we were a team we would we would um we would ask each other, you know, um, yeah. are you sensing anything? Uh, you know, we'd have a time of prayer even before we opened up and um, we'd share anything we felt God saying. Um, and and I would say find courage buddies 
find people, you know, when you're wanting to, to practice stepping out in this, you know, we need to do this in community. We need to have people yeah. alongside us. I have friends who encourage me massively. And, um, but I know that we used to do that. And then sometimes we'd just be sitting there at the table and somebody would say, oh, I feel this, but I don't think it's anything. You know, they'd be just yeah. like really doubting yeah. it. And then, and then we'd say, well, ask God for some more. And, yeah. um, you know, and then, then it would be, um, go on, ha- have a go. So I remember a time where I, I was, I was actually saying out loud to this team, oh, I don't think I, I don't think I hear words of knowledge from God. I was like, really sort of not, I was really, my faith was really low. And, um, <laughs> and, and they said, uh, but I said, I do feel drawn to that guy sitting over there. And, yeah, and they yeah. said, well, go for it. And literally all I had was, um, well, he was wearing a lanyard and I just had this sense he was in some kind of caring profession. And um, mm. as I began to kind of step out, I, I had the phrase outdoor pursuits. Um, and so I went over to him and I just said, oh, I know this is going to seem a re- little bit random, a bit strange, but um, are you involved in a caring profession? And he said, yeah, I'm a mental health social worker. And I said, oh. and I said, does out, outdoor pursuits mean anything to you? <laughs> and he said, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> Lovely. And, and, you know, and it was just so encouraging for me. But then there's been yeah. so many times as well where I've, I've stepped out, you know, I've asked someone, are you creative? I feel like you're a really creative person. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, do you like da- do you like dancing? No. <laughs> um, so I think it is about it, it's it's about practi- practicing. Is literally yeah. It's like getting on the bike and falling off and getting back on again. And for me, that that has been a big journey because my background. Well, there was a lot of control and performance, shall we say. And so for me, making mistakes, getting it wrong has, has been a really big yeah. deal. And um, so I'm still mm. very much on that journey. And what about practising with other gifts as well? Because so me and Joy have talked a bit about um, practising the prophetic and practising hearing from God. But I'm just interested as well. So healing or or even I can't even think when I'm coming to mind when I'm talking now of like signs and wonders what else would you what else have you practiced or like um well (laughs) healing definitely has been has been a big one um and so you know if I've if I've seen someone that's sick or you know uh, I'm I'm talking at the moment in terms of being outside of the church, you know, um, yeah. context. Obviously, pray for people in the church as well. But um, so I hang out in co- as you probably picked up. I hang out in cafes quite a lot. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but even just in the street or something, you know, if, if I saw somebody walking with a crutch, and I'm not saying I do this all the time, but if I feel yeah. like oh, I really feel to to go and ask that person, you know, I would just probably go over and say, oh, hey, you know, I noticed that you're ha- you're having to walk with a stick or what's going on for you or, you know, just and people love to tell you their story um, of what's yeah. happening. And then yeah. and then I would just say something like, has anybody ever, ever offered to pray for you before? Um, and and you know, sometimes people will say, oh, no, it's okay, thank you. And, you know, you know, they don't want yeah, to go there. Yeah. And that's fine. We just, 
love that person and bless them but um many many times people have said no and i I said well could i pray for you and um and i think Mm. one of the things i really learned through the school was the difference between um well well learned about commanding prayer (laughs) you know that that we have authority in jesus name and the way that jesus spoke to people um and we don't have to beg or ask jesus to heal or twist his arm because it's who he is and um yeah. and he loves to heal and whether we see the immediate outcome of that or not it doesn't change who god is and um so yeah so i think i probably uh, had many opportunities and obviously with what we were doing in costa um we, yeah. we stepped out lots of times and we would tell stories of what we've seen God do before because um, God always wants to do it again. Um, mm. And so, you know, I've got video recordings of people we prayed for who had a problem with, um, say, an ankle or a foot uh, that Jesus healed. And then, we, and then we'd suddenly see someone who seemed to have exactly the same kind of issue. And we would, we would go up to them and we'd say, <laughs> hey, can I tell you what? what happened and and then they, yeah. they were just open to receive prayer and um yeah and we saw many people um in costa um where jesus just took their pain away i mean just beautiful moments um that yeah. just leave you undone really um god's kindness because yeah. um, he just wants to reveal his heart to people um yeah i think in terms of other gifts um yeah, I've talked about words of knowledge a little bit. Um, so uh, one of the things I think we learnt um, on the school was about how to receive words of knowledge or different ways that God might want to speak to us. Um, yeah. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a bit of that training tomorrow night in, in a group. So it's something that's very <laughs> fresh in my mind. But um you know, just some of the ways like you might just feel a, a fleeting pain in your body. Um, that's happened to me lots of times. Uh, it's just come and gone. Um, and mm. um, like sometimes, you know, just a sensation in my ear or my knee. I have to watch because now I'm getting older. I do get a few <laughs> a few aches and pains. <laughs> but um, and uh, <laughs> But and also God often speaks to me in dreams. So just even this last mm. week, I had a dream uh, where I where I literally saw um, I was praying for somebody who had a problem with their right kidney. I mean, it was so specific. And I woke up <laughs> knowing, yeah. knowing God had said that. And I was going on a ministry trip the next day. And I was totally expectant that there would be somebody there who had a problem with their right kidney. And when I brought it, no one responded which was really confusing to me because I thought, but Jesus, you spoke to me so clearly. <laughs> and then this Sunday I brought it at church and um, a mum responded and said, her little girl has a problem with her right kidney. So I'm going to be oh. having an opportunity to pray for her on some, next week. So, um, yeah, so words of knowledge um, have been ways. Um, words of wisdom, I, I, guess, I guess sometimes I'm not even aware uh, but obviously, yeah. I don't know how it is for you, for you girls, but um, I think words of wisdom sometimes just happen in conversations where we, we yeah. just, they're just like keys, aren't they? And they're like, they just bring God's perspective to a situation. Um, yeah. 
that can just really yeah. help people. Um, yeah, definitely. And so you're talking about um, being quite intentional about practicing these things and growing in them. And I suppose you're talking about setting time aside to make sure that it happens and you know you've described that being fruitful and you're seeing lots of different things happen and then from there did you find that or have you found that that's embedded in life so that it interrupts you when you're not expecting it and you're just out and about because I suppose you know there's an excitement in using things for the first time and growing in them isn't there but embedding them in so they're just part of life and you don't forget about them how have you found that that's such a great question because um I was thinking about that actually and I think it it has become and it is becoming a lifestyle where I will where 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 I'm just saying to God, please interrupt my thoughts, you know, please yeah. interrupt. Because I think yeah. it's about being available, living living available for Jesus to interrupt us and whatever we're doing. Um, and so even after we had to stop doing the thing in the cafe because of lockdown, um, oh. I know, but I've been going in on my own ever since, since we could go back in and sometimes friends join me. So I don't actually have a team and it's not quite the way it was, but, um, I have a girl that, uh, comes with me, uh, since January actually, who does prophetic art, uh, alongside me. Uh, and, um, so this would be a great example of what happened last week. So she and I, and another friend that joined us we were just sitting talking just catching up having a lovely chat and uh she was painting a picture of something she just felt God put on her heart and then there was a lady sitting at a table next to us she had her back to us and um it's funny I almost found I was there before I planned to be (laughs) I, I, I got I just felt to get up and I went round to the front of her and I know this is going to sound crazy to listeners, but I just said, are you having a good day? You know, or something like <laughs> that. Hey, are you having a good day? And it was clearly a Holy Spirit-led moment because she just looked really sad and she just said, um, no, I'm not. And she just started Aww. to cry. And she said, I have depression. Um, and she said, I came in here because I can't shake it off. And uh, I just knelt down next to her table and just put my hand on her arm and I just said I'm so sorry um how long have you had depression and she said I've had it for 49 years ever since my wow. son was born and oh. I just can't she, she just kept using this phrase I just can't shake it off and um mm. and I just began to talk to her about Jesus and I said even though I've not had depression in the way you're describing I said I can't imagine living my life without him and yeah. um, I know he wants to heal you. He wants to show you his love. Um, and and she just, she just, she, she kept apologizing for crying. And she said, um, oh. but thank you so much for coming to talk to me. And I said, would you, could I pray for you? And she said, yes. I think she did have some kind of belief in God. And, yeah. you know, I just got to pray for her. Um, my best prayer in that kind of setting, um, knowing you know, spiritually what we're dealing with, but just being sensitive yeah. to, to her and in that environment. And um, yeah, and just had a lovely moment with her. And then I went and sat back down with my friends. I, I felt yeah. she was too vulnerable to sort of bring them over and introduce them, introduce mm-hmm. her to lots of people. 
And after she left the cafe, I, I was telling my friends about what had happened. And my friend who was doing the painting, she painted this picture of a weeping willow tree with a oh. figure underneath it. And beyond the, beyond the tree was this rainbow. And she said, um, she said she felt the tree represented somebody who was just locked in sadness. And, but there was this hope. Um, and I said, oh my goodness, that would have been so relevant to this lady. But it was, it was a timing, it was a timing thing. You know, she hadn't been painting it. With, and, yeah. um, but then, but then she, I said to her, um, do you feel like there's anybody else in the cafe that's for? And she said, I'm not sure, but I'm going to go over and speak to that lady. And she went over to another lady. And sure enough, as she just introduced herself and said, hey, I come in here every week just to paint. And then I asked God if he wants me to give it to anyone. Uh, she explained what the picture meant. She said, I don't know if that means anything to you. And that lady started to cry and said, yes, it does. Aww. And said, could Aww. I buy the painting? And she said, oh, no, no, I want to give it to you. You know, and it was just, yeah. so So that was just, yeah, a moment of just God interrupting, if you like, our conversation yeah. and just yeah. leading yeah. us to somebody. Um, yeah. I just find those moments so precious. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, after um, I'd finished reading Naturally Supernatural, I really sort of tried to take on board. I want to embed this in my life. I don't want to forget this. So, and I thought to myself, how can I just make it? How can I just be aware? Like, where do I start? And so I thought, well, when I go to Aldi, I'll just, I'll just try and be a bit more intentional about, you know, is there anyone, while I'm shopping here, Jesus, is there anyone that you want to speak to? Um, and I went with a friend one time as well, and we did, and we did it together and we did have some really, we had some really good chats and one very bizarre chat actually as well. And the woman sort of ran off, <laughs> but I'm not going to be too discouraged about that because I, I think, you know, who's to say that maybe that was spot on. And then she just had to go. And one guy who, um, I shared a word with at the tills. And I actually felt really uncomfortable about it at the time because I felt like God was saying, affirm to him that he's my son. And I was like, Lord, I don't know if he's saved. Like, are you sure that's okay? <laughs> As though God doesn't know what he's doing. But I was more concerned that maybe I'd misheard and I didn't want to affirm something if it wasn't the case. But I thought, okay, I'll I'll go with it. And I said to him, oh, I just feel that God would say to you, like, you are my son. And he just he just welled up, got really emotional. And actually then he came to a um service the week after then and got baptized in the spirit while he was there. Yes, yeah, so it was really great. But even as I'm saying that, I feel like I haven't done that for ages and I just I don't and hearing you speak again and it stirs my heart and I think that I just want to remain in this place and not even just remain in this place but like keep growing but I find in life it's just so easy to be distracted by what's and before you know it you'll have gone or I have gone weeks without thinking about oh well I'm doing my food shop who could I spit while I'm on the school run while I'm walking around and I just don't know how I really wish I could embed that in my brain to just live 
with that consciousness of what are you saying in this moment and I suppose it's walking with the spirit isn't it in the moment and just reminding myself so yeah I want to embed that how do I embed that Claire well I I always I always go back to where it started for me and when I when I finished the school I think I said a bit earlier I was just so hungry to see this in the town where I lived yeah and and no one gave me this no one told me this was the way to pray, but I just found myself saying to God, uh, whenever I went out, um, who can I show your love to today? That was that was yeah. what I asked God. And I remember yeah. the first time I went out into our town, I just asked God that question. And a man drew level with me in the street and he said, can you help me? <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this must be God, you know, like I literally <laughs> just prayed that. And... Um, and he he was he was really unsteady on his feet, and um, I thought at first he was a bit drunk, but he wasn't. He had he shared that he had Parkinson's disease, and yeah. he was needing to get a taxi, and um, and I, I so I just took his arm and we walked down the street. I helped him get a taxi. I helped him into it. And I remember afterwards beating myself up and saying to God, oh, but I didn't pray for him to be healed from Parkinson's, you know, because obviously <laughs> yeah. on the school I was hearing all these, you know, stories and everything. And I felt God say to me, you asked me who you could show my love to and you showed him kindness. And and that was really the beginning of a journey for me. And so I would say that whenever I go out, and I would encourage you in this, you know, whenever, I, and I'm not saying mm. I do it all the time. There's plenty of times yeah, where yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm selfish, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm distracted, I'm tired, I, I can't be bothered, you know, it's not an yeah. everyday, every moment experience. But I'm more habitually when I go out, say I go out for a walk, I'll say, I say to God, is there somebody you want me to meet on my walk? And when you actually pray that, I find that yeah. I'm much more attentive to what yeah. to, the, to the Holy Spirit getting my attention. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so that's a good prayer to pray. Father, who can yeah. I show your love to today? And then just notice who you're drawn to or who's drawn to you, because sometimes people are drawn to us because of what, yeah. we, what we carry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that actually happened in, in our local park um, during lockdown. I remember going for a walk, you know, during that time where that was more or less all we could do, go for walks. And um, I remember going into our park and just praying that on the way. And um, I saw a lady walking uh, with, a, with a stick. And I, it's that mix of nerves that just kind of you know, you prayed that prayer, you know, God's shown you someone, but then there's that moment, the decision, am I going to, am I going to be obedient? Am I going to do anything with it? And, 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 and then, yeah, I just go for it. And, um, but I remember seeing this lady. And so I just went up to her and asked her how she was. And she didn't speak much English at all. I mean, it was really sign language between us. Um, but she explained she had a problem with her, I think it was her ankle. I can't remember it's her leg or ankle. Anyway, through sign language, um, I just pointed up to God and did this and you know, <laughs> put, my, put my hands together like a prayer and, and um, asked if I could pray for her. And, and she went to walk away because I think, like a lot of people, she thought I was going to pray for her after she'd gone. And I said, oh, now. And um, she stopped and I prayed for her. I, pr I got down, I prayed for her ankle and... 
um, I looked up and immediately she was just beaming and oh. and she just said in really broken English, no pain, no pain, no pain. Yeah. And, yeah. and then she did what she did what we weren't meant to do during um, COVID. She gave me the most massive hug because <laughs> she just she was just so. And, and that just yeah, that was literally a moment of um, having asked God. You know, I think He's so eager. He's so yeah. eager to show us people. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, we just remember it and take the time. And I suppose you're talking about as well, there's no shortcut to just making it a habit. And whether that starts of just having a plan of how you're going to pursue these things and grow in them and then just letting that become habit and part of life. And, yeah, and being yeah. being you in it, you know, being natural. Yeah. That's the natural, yeah. supernatural bit. You know, yeah. we, we don't need to become suddenly very religious or intense or weird. Um, we just need to be Hannah and Joy and Claire in it, you know, um, yeah. and just talk to people the way we would to a friend. But it's just a friend we yeah. haven't met yet um, or we don't know well. And mm. yeah, and obviously not everybody, you know, um, I've stepped out in time times and, you know, I've almost felt that handout you know <laughs> in front of me no no thank you but Jesus said that we would experience that and um, yeah you know mm. yeah how's it been for you Joy you is this an area that you've stepped um, out too much yeah I I was actually thinking this is an area that I feel like I uh doing all right in um actually because last year I was it last year yeah last year I was feeling frustrated that I didn't see more people healed so I was like so I made a promise to God that every time someone in front of me told me that they were ill or sick I would pray for them and I've genuinely kept to that um and so that's so I'm a prison chaplain so that's led me to sort of praying for prison officers and prisoners um because inevitably someone will say I'm sick or I'm ill and it Depending on who it is, I've had, um, I've been more nervous about doing that. Um, but like I was in the school playground and um, there was a woman next to me who I didn't know and she was just saying in a loud voice to her child, oh, mummy's really not feeling well. And I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, and I was like, Lord, um, I don't know what I what to do here, and I and I just heard him say, "You know what I want you to do here, Joy." <laughs> You're um, the one that made the promise, Joy. <laughs> yeah, and um, and so I and so I ummed and a bit, and then in the end, I just turned around to her and said, "Look, I'm really sorry. I overheard you talking to your child. I'm a Christian. Could I pray for you?" Um, and she was a bit taken aback, but she was like, "Yeah, fine." Um, and she gave me a name, and I and I she didn't want me to. I normally say, "Can I pray for you now, like here and now?" Um, and give them the option and she said oh go away and pray for me um but then I was also thinking about like when you were talking a lot of what involves this sort of flexibility and slowing down doesn't it and the spirit's yeah. prompting because I was in Tesco the other week and I was in a rush I was getting loads of different things and I was on the self-serve checkout and, and I was like I just want to get out of here quickly and I'd hollered the lady because something had gone wrong with the self-serve thing as it always does and she'd she'd taken a while to come over and I was like ah. and she was like oh I've seen you and but she, in the meantime she um had had to bend down to get something and as she stood up I just noticed because I was thinking, looking at her a bit like come on um <laughs> but as she stood up she was clearly in pain and I 
And I just felt the very gentle nudge of the Holy Spirit to slow down and to be like, I know you're in a rush, but look at this woman. And so she walked over to me. So I think she was fed up because I was a bit like, I really need help. And, and so I just said to her, um, I've noticed that you seem to be in pain. I'm a Christian. Can I pray for you? And, um, and so she, she was quite happy for me to pray for her. She, again, I said, can I pray for you here and now um, or go away and pray? And she said to go away and pray. But I think actually I've discovered sort of making that pact to God has made it properly on my radar because mm. um, now whenever, and also because I was a bit worried at the beginning when I sort of made that pact to God that I wouldn't remember it. Um, and so I sort of prayed at the same time of God, God, like make it really stand out to me. And he has been doing that because clearly in that instance, like I was in a rush, but he still was like this, um, you know, this person's sick. Um, and so I've just kept to it. And even that when there have been times I'm like, oh, do I do this? And I'm like, no, I, I said to God that I was going to do it because I want to see his kingdom come. And I, I want to show love to these people. Um, so I haven't always seen something happen. That's the, that's the main thing to say. I've often prayed and left, but then that's sort of my bit, isn't it? Um, but so for me, I think that that was just an area that I was being much more deliberate in. And then, but I, I, I agree with what you were saying about like words of wisdom and stuff, because I often find I'm, I can think of a particular woman in prison that I'm working with at the moment. And um, I, I went into her cell to chat to her and I just heard God say to me, tell her about me, um, which might sound obvious because we should always be telling about Jesus. But actually, I've certainly found that there are some times where I've almost felt God say they're not ready just yet. Like, And he, I guess he knows what the ground is, but I'd gone in there and so I started trying to talk to her about God and she was like I'm really angry with God blah 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 blah. and in my head I was like God I don't think that was I don't think I should be talking to her about you like I I I was really like I I really don't know if this is a good idea Lord um clearly I know better than you and he was just like talk to her about me and so I started talking to her about him and it turns out that she had had a profound experience of God's love like as a 14 year old but I basically just felt like God hated her. Um, and, you know, you can just watch the Holy Spirit working on someone. You're talking to them and you just see suddenly the lights go on. And I started talking to her. I said to her, do you have a daughter? And she did have a daughter. And it was like the perfect scenario in the sense of I was able to talk to her about her love for her daughter and how her daughter might not always receive that love, but she's going to carry on showing it. And she was like, oh, I'd show it for the rest of my life. I'd never stop showing her that love. Even if she never understood it, I'd keep showing her that love. And I was like, and that is how God feels about you. Uh, And you could just see the lights come on because she understood it from a parent's point of view. Mm. But then I was trying to get her to understand it from like a child's point of view. And, uh, And after that moment, she just, in the course of that conversation, by the end of it, she was like, I know that God loves me. I know that he doesn't hate me. I know that I'm his daughter. And I was like, man, God, you were right when you told me to tell her about you. But um, isn't that beautiful? Because God, God knows, God knows her language. He yeah. knows, he knows how to, he knows how to communicate with us, doesn't he? And yeah. it's not one size fits all. It's not. Um, 
that's so beautiful that he showed you in that way yeah it just felt like a sort of but other times I was the same person actually I was talking to her about she she hates being in prison and actually she is in prison for something she hasn't done wrong um which is quite unusual but um and it feels like a situation where it feels really harmful to her. And then suddenly I was talking to her and I found myself using an analogy of like a glass blower. You know how glass blowers, like they put something in a fiery furnace. Before it goes in, it isn't really anything. But then it's put in this furnace, this fire. And then as it sort of comes out of that, it's able to be moulded and then becomes this like beautiful thing. And I just found myself talking to her about this and just being like, I think this is what prison is for you. This is this fire that you're not comfortable in. You don't like it, but God is molding you and shaping you and turning into this beautiful. And you know, you just find yourself saying stuff and you think, what am I talking about? But it was <laughs> something in that moment that I, I left thinking it really connected with her. Wow, that's such a powerful picture. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know anything about glass blowing apart from that, but I just found myself talking about it and I was just like, what what am I talking about? I feel like my brain is not connected to my mouth, but I'm talking these words and she totally understood it. And I and what's more is that as I was through the going through the conversation, I was like, oh, I actually agree with this analogy, but <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of bringing it, but I didn't really know what were you know what I was bringing but I think um yeah I think those are the times that feel like really well all of it feels exciting but it does feel really exciting when you think god you're able to speak through me without me really processing what's going on coming out of my mouth um I haven't like sat there and gone I've got a word I'm gonna bring it but it's actually just you talking and god bringing wisdom out of that and that blows my mind because I don't often think that wisdom comes out of my mouth, so it's really cool when when it does. <laughs> I think with all these stories shared, though, is just such a sense of fun in it all, isn't there as well? Like an adventure and like life to the full, and not predictable or dull, but exciting. And yeah, it's really great. Definitely, definitely, and and just makes you realise that. We can overcomplicate it. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of it, probably of that, is rooted in fear. Um, yeah. That, that, you know, we've got to have everything <clears throat> um, to bring. Um, but, you know, like, like, like that story Joy just shared, it's, it's just almost, it's just responding with love and being available and then... God just fills in, he just brings it all, gives it all to us. Um, I think he's just so eager just to to move through us. Um, yeah. And we, yeah, I think sometimes, you know, we can overcomplicate it. I know I can. I can um, think I need to know more or, <laughs> but there's yeah. something, I think there's something childlike about um, just, yeah, just being available to him and um you know I, I'm always inspired by Peter and John at the temple you know mm. and how they must have gone to that temple regularly um and would have seen that man um at the door uh, many times but on that on that at that time um when he asked them uh, for you know for money um they were obviously 
that was a moment, wasn't it? It was a moment yeah. where they knew what they carried. They, you know, and where Jesus said, freely you've received, freely give. They knew they carried the answer for him. And um, yeah. yeah, I just love that story so much. And it always reminds mm. me um, and provokes me um, to remember um, that, you know, this treasure that we carry in such weak urban vessels, but is the treasure of the kingdom. You know, we've been entrusted with yeah. the gospel. I mean, what a privilege. Um, yeah. And that God would use us. Um, many, many years ago, after a, a time of a lot of inner healing that I went through, God, God gave me a song. And I'm not a songwriter. I'm not particularly musical <laughs> or any of that. But um, God gave me a song. And, and the heart of it was really, I want to be a vessel uh, for you, Jesus, I want to be a channel of your power. I want to be, um, I want to be someone that you can just pour your love out through. Um, and I think mm. for me, that's like that's my song. That's the song God's put yeah. on the inside of yeah. me. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, I think I think walking with a child like like you said, Hannah, just keeping it fun and light and mm. um, not not intense or, <laughs> um, yeah. 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 And getting going at any given moment, because there's not a date in the future where these things have to happen. Even people listening. Great. If you can do a course, but it's not essential. You can just get going where you are, where you live, like all of us tomorrow. It can, it's a fresh day, isn't it? To go again yeah. and trust again yeah it's exciting <laughs> yeah definitely i think i think the thing with the gifts of the spirit that they've been given to us and you know if we don't actually use them or you know obviously we have to receive them first from the holy spirit and 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 get to know the holy spirit but um you know if we don't actually activate them and i think that's really been the transitional thing for me on my journey of knowing about about this but not actually living it out <laughs> and um, yeah. and so i would want to encourage anyone listening um you know that jesus you know wants to move through you you know he doesn't need us to, yeah. he doesn't need us but he has chosen yeah. hasn't he yeah uh, he said you know as the father sent me so i sent you and we are sent yeah. we're a sent people every day whether we're in the hairdressers the yeah doing our shopping wherever we are at the school gate um yeah 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 i think that's a great note to finish on do you joy yeah great thank you so much claire for coming and joining us oh it's been so yeah. fun thank you and we'll um, be back in again in two weeks time thanks everyone take care bye okay bye, bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com. <laughs>